and we are live and we are back let's go i'm Corey. i'm jordan and this is the Corden and full effect podcast and we are back like we never left we are back like we never left episode 33 33 like scotty pippen i just finished watching the last dance documentary it wasn't as good as y'all said it was but it was good forget scotty 33 like me that was my high school number if you from having grace you know what it is so let me stop that was 2010, 2011. I did take y'all to a state championship, but you know, we I digress. Anyways, it was y'all. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're saying. But like, dang, man, you know, we we won a. We're not like y'all Odin, Odinson people. I know y'all. You know, y'all, for uh, it. Uh, we won hey. a down here, but it's okay. Come happy, out, happy grace gets it in. All right, for, for where we at. Maryland 4A state records. Go ahead and pull it up. 2007, 8, and 9. I knew he was going to say this. I knew he was going to say this. My teammates and my classmates put stamps on the record books. If we would have went to two more games my junior year, our quarterback and receiver would have set records that would never be broken. I, I like guarantee RJ's touchdowns probably will never be broken. Corey said we the best ever. St- st- ever. Statistically, we didn't we didn't win states. We lost my junior. Year, we lost a team in, in our county. What's that won clip states. of the dude in the post interview where he's like, I think we ain't done yet. That's Corey. He went, you want to talk about where they they talk they ask the questions and I think it's like after the game they had just lost and he's like, I think. Oh, and they had, us, they had us in the first half? <laughs> yeah. That guy, the funny thing is, I think that guy wears number five, which RJ wore, and then he actually looks like RJ. I swear to God. That, that's, that's, I, let me, I don't know what number he wore, but oh he looks God. like him. Now, hey, look, those are my teammates. We're the sideline, Corey. But, I mean, statistically, we are the team that you are going to have to beat us. You got to score 58 points in double overtime. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. We like, was nice too, Corey. We ain't have all that, but we was nice. So I ain't yeah, my, not me, but my teammates. <laughs> my teammates were blowing y'all out. <laughs> hey, man. All right. That's that's why they separate. How many people y'all had on your team? Over that's, 60. Okay. See, <laughs> see? We went. We, I, okay, let me be very clear. I played everything but punt return. Okay? We, had tw- <laughs> we had 24 people on our team. That's how my like, rec was. was like, that's, <laughs> but that's, that's how my high school team was. Like, yeah, like, nah, like, we, had, uh, we had 12 receivers. <laughs> like, like, real talk. I think we would have beat, like, because we, I mean, we were leading the first half of the state championship. I think we would have beat Dunbar. We just got tired. Like, real talk. Mm. Like, they got enough where, I think they had enough where literally they had, like, a first, second, and third string, and they just kept rotating on us. Uh, like, you know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you'll lose like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, what are we supposed to do? You know what I mean? Run they, out of bodies. <laughs> they running fast. We running slow. Like, ain't, you know? Anyways. All right, now, we're good because we don't got that many errors, y'all. But before we get into our errors. Oh, wait. Hold on. You you want, what you we have to do our first, disclaimer. Uh, yeah, I mean, which one are we gonna Okay, let's, yeah. start, let's start with the, the... Okay, y'all, we have the disclaimer. Okay. Okay, it's going to be recorded, but we're going to say it now. So, I'll, what you want to do? I'll Go read ahead. the first part. All right. All right, so, although the podcast, us, as in Jordan and Corey, have experience and knowledge <laughs> in the podcast subjects, we make no guarantees for complete accuracy of our information. While we work to keep the information accurate, listeners should be aware that there may be errors in the information provided. All podcast hosts, a.k.a. Corey and Jordan, and guests' opinions are their own and do not constitute financial, physical, or health advice in any way whatsoever. Nothing published by CNFE, a.k.a. Corey in full effect, constitutes an official recommendation, nor should be uh, relied on for an investment or fitness activities. It is strongly recommended that, that you, you perform, perform your own, own independent, independent research or, or speak, speak with, with a professional, professional before any financial or health decisions. decisions. <laughs> you have been disclaimed. <laughs> 
So we will record that, and it'll be after the intro music that you guys hear. It'll probably be sped up and stuff, so you don't have to listen to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're doing it because we got it. Shout out to our lawyer, a.k.a. Jordan's sister. Hey. As we always tell y'all, who is an actual lawyer, hey. we don't be making it up. All right. So, so now you can't sue us. Yeah, for real. Do, for real this time. Like, I mean, you can sue us, I mean, but we, we, got, we, <laughs> we, we took our steps. Um, All right. Thanks to Earn Your Leisure because they had to do that. And they like the biggest one out here. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. dang, why y'all pressing them? Did y'all not know that some of this stuff might be wrong? I was about to say. We have a whole error section. Every episode. Every episode. You know, since we started doing it and changing stuff. Right. So, all right, boom. Locked and loaded on that. Okay. Like I said, we record that. So, next part. For our first-time listeners, we talk about health and wealth or fitness and finance and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less. And keep making better your best. Yes, yes. Let's also, YouTube, like, right, share, subscribe. All Please. the podcasts, listening, platforms, streamings. Make sure you leave us rating reviews on there. Boom. Now, into the... Fitness section? Errors. Errors. Okay, I'm sorry. Errors. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, which is no one because we have the numbers, <laughs> but when you see... <laughs> They need to change that, y'all. I mean, nah, come on. progress is being made. However, okay. let me be very clear. When y'all see these on Instagram, we do have hoodies on. Why do we have on hoodies? Jordan said he wanted to put on hoodies, hey. and I have, you know, uh, was a not sheep, uh, peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, I've been peer pressured and putting the hood on, and I'm sweating already. I was feeling okay. real. <laughs> Take the hood off, bro. It's okay. Nah, it's too late now. I'm just feeling real eight miles today. All right, you know, right. I'm Palms just, are sweaty, hey. knees weak. Never mind. Mom, spaghetti. Yep. Like, don't get a. Hey. That's hey, eight mile is the best thing. What did he say? But I know something about yeah. you. This is why I post all my information so y'all don't get counterpunched to oblivion. Listen. I already post my stuff, but I Okay, let's get into the errors. You want me, you want me, you want me to go first? I was gonna say, but those of y'all know Jordan and I was hyped up before, which is why this sounds like an even number episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole conversation about oranges and plant reproduction. Anyways, oh, yeah, you, can go, you can go first. I got to actually read <laughs> okay. some information. All right. So my errors, I don't have any errors. Does, hey, does you it? don't have any. You forgot yeah. to delete them. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So then episode 32, I always say like a, a player's number. Edron James, number 32 for the Colts, Hall of Fame running back. Don't talk to me about no Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady when you got Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, and Edron James who are all going to be in the Hall of Fame, and Jeff Saturday and Dallas Clark, all perennial Pro Bowls, all at the same time on offense. Y'all be tripping. Time to go anyways. He didn't prove it better, you know, seven times over. But Yeah, Tom really is a GOAT, though. We can look up in 10 years, and Peyton going to have three Hall of Famers at the same time. He didn't win with Edron in the Super Bowl, but still, he had just been from LSU. Y'all know if y'all know. Then uh, shout out to Dominique Rose, who had over 100 yards, should have been Super Bowl MVP in that Super Bowl, by the way, against the Bears. But he didn't because Peyton is Peyton. Anyways, I retired the sports talk, which is why I did this, because I know too much stuff. Then the next one, <laughs> 401k contribution increase, right? I'm, gonna do, I'm doing updates because it's 2022 now, so all the tax stuff has changed, et cetera, et cetera. So 401k, you can now contribute $20,500. That is up from $19,500. You still have the um, $6,500 um, increase for people who are over 50. So now it's $20,500 for everybody, $6,500 still uh, catch-up contribution limit. If you're over 50 years old for traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs, it's still um, a max of six thousand dollars for that limit and still a thousand dollars for the catch up contribution. Then for the Roth IRA, the income limit, because remember uh, the Roth IRA I talked about, as you hit a certain income, you it, um, the amount of money you, you can contribute, not a traditional way, but the normal way. Bad, bad words here, but the normal way you can contribute to a Roth IRA, once you hit a certain income, you have to start doing the backdoor Roth if you want to put the full 6000 in there. So that number went to uh, 129000 to one four, uh, 144k for single, and then it went from to 204k to 214k uh, married. So they both went up um, $4,000 4, for single, and then um, 6000 for married, the ranges. 
And the last thing is, I gotta get some money first. I don't. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you're in this range, we have to do the back door. You have money. So you're probably not listening to me. Anyway, <laughs> I said probably not. Not that you shouldn't. Be careful hey. now. All right. And then uh, the tax brackets. So obviously they went up because I know I'll know I have said it because at the beginning of the year. So still the tax rates: 10, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, 37. Those have not changed. But the ranges did go up. They always go up, adjusting for inflation. So now it's zero to ten thousand for ten percent, ten thousand to forty-one thousand, forty-one to eighty-nine, eighty-nine to one seventy, one seventy to two fifteen, two fifteen to five thirty-nine, then five thirty-nine and up for thirty-seven percent tax bracket. And then for that's single. Then for married, it's going to be uh, zero to twenty thousand, twenty to eighty-three, eighty-three one seventy-eight, one seventy-eight to three forty, three forty to four thirty-one, four thirty-one to six forty-seven, then six forty-seven and up. For the 37% tax bracket married. Obviously, these are thousands. I know I'm just saying twenty, twenty thousand dollars eighty-three thousand. But y'all heard the disclaimer. Listen. Shout out to Corey going through the whole table when nobody make past 24% anyway. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, let's I'm be done. I'm done. Let me be very clear. If you're in the 32%, you're de- you're definitely not listening. To, you're, you know, I mean, I would assume you actually are dealing with professionals. You might you might be listening to Jordan for the fitness stuff, but you probably don't listen to me for finance. So speaking of listening to Jordan. Is it that time? On to the fitness section. Let's go. All right. Time for the power up and sync. Let's go. (laughs) Shout out to Adam, by the way. Adam, I heard you on your feedback. Um, I'm a look for that. Okay. We got some heat coming for y'all for the for the next. I'm gonna change my my fitness uh intro. Are you gonna change it? Yeah. Okay, I'll wait and see. They got they got some fire. It's, it's some fire out here. Yeah. By the way, Jordan has his email up. This man has almost four thousand unread messages. <laughs> That's what my Yahoo looks like, but my Yahoo is in my personal. Oh no, one. my Yahoo is worse. This it's is worse. this is the condensed one, bro. Like, it's, yeah, it's I guess yeah. I'm a part of a lot of stuff, y'all. Like, and I so my Gmail is actually like my business account. Like, this is the, this is the one that I check. You know what I mean? Like pretty frequently, and yeah, it's it's like that. Clearly, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, for, okay. I'm active in my fraternity. They send me a lot of stuff. I get I get stuff like daily from them. Whatever. All right. So shout out to Alphas. Anyways, hey. uh, Alpha Five. Right. Hey, you, hey. You, you, please say it properly. Alpha I don't want no gang banging on me. Hey, look. We, for, first of all, we are a fraternal organization. We are not a gang. All right. Thank you, sir. I went to an HBCU. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> all right. Hey, fine. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I was at Bowie. They would be screaming across the campus, and it felt very threatening. Not the Alphas. I don't know who it was. I don't know who be making what I noise. I know for a fact the Alphas were not screaming at you, you across know, the campus. Put it like you were on the campus at the same nah, time. It was two screaming to each other. You know who it was. The freaking Qs. <laughs> you know exactly who it was. It was Look, the freaking Qs. All right. All right. Uh, I was about to say something else that I saw, too, on campus, but that would be inappropriate. So... <laughs> Oh, if you went to Bowie State University, y'all know what we were seeing on campus. I'm going to leave it just like that. All right. So, first. Corey's going to get us in trouble. All right. It, listen. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, our first fitness question. What is progressive overload and how can you use it effectively in workouts? Great question. Great who question. By, the, who, the, who did? Who did, who did uh, yeah. The. I've already said this before. <laughs> You've already said this before, Jordan. All we right. know. I'm just, you know, who I made got, the question, Jordan? I, yeah, it was a great question from an anonymous listener. Look at it, <laughs> aka me. Um, so 
good question. What is progressive overload, right? So we're going to start over with the definition, right? It's the easiest way to ask, you know, to answer a question. Straightforward, right? Um, progressive overload is the process of gradually putting um, muscles under more stress to increase muscles, muscular strength and endurance, right? Um, when you're working out, um, well, when you're participating in a workout program, um, whether it be from an application or from a trainer, um, progressive overload should be something that becomes um, a part of your workout, right? It is how you basically uh, challenge the muscles to make sure that they are getting uh, the work they need to grow, right? Um, I think we talked about this before. But in case we haven't, um, if you are constantly doing the same thing and expecting your muscles to grow, it, you will you will not produce the desired result. Right. Um, perfect example. If you're on the bench press and you got, you know, 135 on there for people who don't know how much 135 is, it's usually, a, you know, the bar itself is usually 45 pounds. And you got the 45 plate on the left, 45 plate on the right. Right. So that's usually well, I don't say that's most people's warm up. But, that's you know, <laughs> let's put that's 135 pounds. Let's, let's leave it at that. Man, All you right? should work to that to be your warm up. Yes. Highly right. suggested. <laughs> you know, you get on the bench, you put the you put the one the the forty five on there. That's usually how you you know you stretch it out. You get loose yeah. with the one thirty five. All right, um, but using that as an example, if that's all you did for all your sets every time you come to the gym, that is not going to eventually you get to the point where you're just you're slinging the weight around, right? Like you're doing you know and you're doing the same the same amount of reps, the same amount of sets. Nothing has changed. Your your muscles will get used to that. Therefore, you will not experience muscular growth. All right. Mm. So where progressive overload comes on comes into play is you're, you're basically gradually turning up the nod knob when you're executing these exercises and allow your muscles to grow. Um, so that is what progressive overload is. And there are several I don't want to say types of progressive overload. <laughs> Let's put it this way. The Internet calls them principle. Um, when I took my nasm test i think they refer to them as principles as well but i, I there's I, I like to think of it as implementation right there's seven several methods to implement progressive overload all right and we're going to cover those as well so what's the first method gory <laughs> i thought i wasn't supposed to know this stuff you said don't read it i mean the I, first I, I method, did. No, okay, but, i mean if you had to think about progressive overload based on the definition right and what you knowing what you know because okay shout out to the fit fam cory is Corey's a part of the fit family and knowing what you know about weights and you know repetition yeah i took weight training like, all the way yeah. up to four in high school Look. i know it's that section though i would say it would be the weights or reps it'd be one of the two i don't know if the first one is if it's a priority yeah i mean you, incre- you need to increase one of those two is there hold on, good question is there a priority um i think it's so okay i'll cover i guess how you choose ah, look at my questions yeah, live no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's a priority as more so a preference and implementation does mm-hmm. that make sense so you i mean they will all um increase muscular growth but i think it's more so what your what you want your workout to look like right mm-hmm. um and, and how much time you have yeah. i mm-hmm. increase i increase weight because i don't got time to remember how many reps i need to you know <laughs> look man there's a lot of stuff in the brain yeah, okay <laughs> i like look we had the sheets you know 10 8 6 4 and i'm just gonna keep doing that yeah. and increasing the weight <laughs> right <laughs> so we can start there right so i have that listed as number two but so Corey said weight so yes um Overload by weight is one of the principles of progressive overload. And what he means by that is exactly what he said, right? So you're, you're performing basically, um, well, if you, you can't, there's two ways, of, I guess you can go by, go about it, right? You can keep the same amount of reps per set and then just go up and wait, you know, each time, or you can, um, go up in a larger increment of weight and then go down in reps, reps right. as you, you know, as you increase. Right. So let me, let me clarify what I just said. Right. So if you're <laughs> yeah. doing, I know that people are like, what? Like you just said, I, I, know, I know exactly what you said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you're, again, using that same example, you're on your bench press, you start off with 135, you have a 45 plate on both sides, that'd be your first set. Um, and let's say you do t um, 12 reps, right? Uh, the next set, you might go up to 155. To go to 155, that's adding a 10 pound plate, 10 pound plate on each side, right? And then you, if you're, if you're comfortable with executing 12 reps, you'll execute 12 reps. However, if you're not, you can then execute 10 reps, right? But then your next jump on your next set, jump in weight, let me be very clear. Your next jump in weight on your next set will be larger because you're now uh, going down in repetitions, yep. right? So I guess you, you, you kind of have to pick uh, what your comfortability level is. I'm one of those people where if I can go up and wait and maintain reps, reps I will do right. so, yep. right? Because um, I, I think in terms of muscle growth, that I have the biggest uh, return on investment, right? And anytime you can, it's almost like, um, not pie hurt, but the when you're, when you're doing an experiment, right? If you can keep everything else in, in, in your, contr uh, your control variables the same and only tweak one thing in workouts, that usually has a better result, right? Mm -hmm. Versus changing. Having two changing variables is, uh, in this case, is not good or is, is not as effective as having a singular changing variable. Tracking? Mm hmm um, at least for this form of overload. Okay. So, yeah, so you would proceed on. So if you're going to do your second set, you might go up to, um, what did I say? So you started at 135, you, uh, your second set is 155. You might go up to 185, right? But in this case, if you, if you can do 12, so 12 reps at 185, you know, you're not in the gym, you're not putting up the weight. That might be a lot for you. You know what I'm saying? But if you, if you can get your 12 reps, you get your 12 reps. If not, you'll drop down to, so if you did 10 reps on set two, you'll drop down to eight reps on set three and so on and so forth until you complete your exercises, right? So it might look like uh, going through the whole thing, set one, 135, um, 10 repetitions, uh, set, I'm sorry, set one, 135, 12 repetitions, set two, 155, 10 repetitions, set three, 185, um, eight repetitions, set four, 205, uh, six repetitions. And then if you go, if you do a five, you know what I mean? So if you're, if usually if you're in the, uh, 12, 10, I, I'd say what, 12, 10, 8, 6, mm -hmm. you, you probably would stop after about four sets, right? Yeah. Your fifth set, you can either, you I might mean, go back up, right? You can, so that that's an option. You can go back up. Um, or you, if you do five, you can in, increase how the deep you still go up the same amount in weight, but since you're doing an extra set, you'll one will be like, so instead of going from 135 to 155, you might go 135 to 140, like in there, and then the 155 afterwards. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, math. I mean, I mean, it's multiple. I mean, yeah. I mean, multiple ways. Let's put it this it. way: anything past four is bonus, right? right? I mean, for the most part, right? So, me personally, if I do a fifth set, I'll do you know probably get as close as I can. So, most of the time when I'm exercising, sometimes I mean, okay, this is my disclaimer: when you go, when you're doing bench press specifically, you should have a spotter, right? <laughs> yeah, look, benching for your life is not fun. Talk about adrenaline kicking it. You'll probably get some weight up that you never thought you'd get up because you might die if you don't. That's a fact, right? But <laughs> also, too, for safety precautions, if you can't. Uh, if you uh, bench on the squat racks that already have the uh, safety thing built in, like a string, or I don't know what it's called, but yeah. you know the cord on there. That that's a uh, I don't don't try it and see if it works. But you know that's another. If you don't have a spotter, yes. you can make use of the squat racks that already have the um, the safety arms. Yeah, the safety arms. Yeah, yeah, already on there. So definitely leverage that equipment and or personnel to make sure that you're executing these exercises safely. Yes, okay? if you don't have a spotter, lift less weight. Yes, please. That's hands down. Right. So. <laughs> I'll be I'll be completely honest, right? So when I'm doing my progressive overload, my progressive overload with the spotter is completely different from my progressive overload without a spotter, right? Mm -hmm. Like if Corey and I were to go work out right now, I'd probably start, a, you know, significantly higher than and when it's just me. You know what I mean? I don't. My fourth set 
doesn't go past what I know that I can do. I mean, I've also been working out for a long time, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't go yeah. past what I know I can do at that rep range tracking. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause nah. there, there is no safety net. You know what I mean? It's just me. And you yeah. don't, I've been stuck underweight before. You don't want to do that. It's, yeah. it's a scary feeling. Yes, All right. Your chest, mention, Listen, you know, your chest going to be in some pain. Laugh. And you're going to slide one off instead of weight drop. And that, that's why I don't like using the clips. Because you put the clips on it, you, man, can't get, you can't get the weights on. Man, listen, I was stuck under, uh, this was back in, in uh, my first year of college. I was stuck under 275, mm. right? Because, you know what I mean? I'm down there trying to rep it out, right? I stuck under 275. That joint fell on my chest. I had to. I was, it took me about 20, 25 minutes. I had to like wriggle it down to my, my, my stomach. Took you 25 minutes or yeah. seconds? 20, no, 25 minutes. Because like my arms, are, I, so this, this uh, is like my fifth step. So my arms were at exhaustion, right? So you got you almost got I held it on my chest enough where I could still breathe, but it was very uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So it took me a little while to get it to, you know, get it to the point where I could literally like kind of wiggle it down. Because I mean, I'm trying to tell you, if you're, when your arms are, you know, at the point of exhaustion, it takes you a while to get the, the energy to be able to maneuver it down to your, you know, like your stomach. And I got it to my stomach. Where I could literally just, you know, kind of sway. Yeah, got the momentum and, and rocked it until they fell out. But man, listen, talk about a scary feeling. I also put a hole in my parents' wall, though, because once I did get it to tip, you know what I mean? Like finally got it down to tip, the, the weight went, you know, yeah. to the right and it put a hole See, in the a wall. See, a simple thing. The second you put 225, 245s on, you get a 225. Yeah. You're, you're just from, not that you can't lift it, but just the general weight of it. Because mm-hmm. if you, when you put, 315 the bar bends yeah literally it's it's another so if we had to rank like beginner intermediate and like advanced levels once you get it's like two plates and up pretty much yeah that's yeah because you you can literally die from that yeah you're like you you gotta know what you're doing like that's when everything comes into play we talking about you know breathing Mm -hmm. technique grip you know what i mean all that stuff makes a difference anything before 225 is like ah, you can get away with a crappy grip not that you should you know because form is important right Mm -hmm. that's how you make sure you're targeting the muscles and maximizing that progressive overload however you know what I mean? I, I've I've slung around, you know, things less than 225, right? Yeah. But once that second plate goes on, it's like, nah. Nah, like, yeah, you got to be careful. You yeah. heard you, yourself, somebody else there. Like, real talk. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean? it's like, bad. Injuries get it. worse. Yeah. I, I, also, my, my last harp on bench pressing, I'm going to get to the next uh, progressive overload. When you are benching, make sure you do the thumb wrap. I've seen a lot of, <laughs> listen, if you are not an advanced lifter, do not try to lift with just your palms underneath the bar and your, your thumbs not wrapped around the bar okay i've seen a lot of people even for some of our advanced lifters you know what i mean because they're, they're so confident in their ability that you forget that it only takes one one slip of the wrist for that weight to be you know what i mean to hit your chest or your neck or you know what i mean hopefully you position right it should be your chest you know ch- chest or lower right right but you know you want to drop two plates on your chest i'm trying to tell you like, you, you, yeah make yeah. use of your thumbs that's why we're primates Please. I mean, outside the brain development, but you know, like I don't know if y'all understand how important a thumb is. Like, but like that's why we got everything. <laughs> like, like literally, <laughs> that's how you can pick up most stuff. Yeah. So imagine try try pick something up without your thumb and let me know how that yeah, works out that, for you. So why what, would you hold two hundred twenty five pounds like that? Like yeah. I don't. That's to me. That's literally the definition of showing off in the gym, right? Yeah. Like you don't you don't need to do this, right? Yeah. Literally the most important. I mean, out of all the ligament, I mean, you know, all your. I mean, thumb is thumb is up there. I mean, eyes, tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, you need to breathe with your nose, but I, I'll take the nose off with a thumb. No. Bro, what? Hey, man. <laughs> Look, animals that have thumbs versus animals yeah. that don't. I mean, think, think about a crab. Superior. Like, a crab yeah. has two, it's a pincher. That's no. what it's for. No. You, and when crab get a hold of you, that's Christmas gift. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we got weight and we got reps. So we okay. got three more to go. So that was weight. Oh, that was just weight. Uh, yeah, that was weight. So reps, I mean, reps is going to be a quick one because we, we more or less kind of tie that into the first one. Um, so overload by reps, um, 
might just be so when i say overload by reps that's usually more for so we were talking about muscular strength and muscular endurance usually more for muscular endurance right so if you again going back to the bench press example if you were to just leave 135 on for the entire duration of that workout right you would then scale up dramatically in reps so like you know you, you would do maybe 10 reps then you would go up to you know 15 reps for, for set two 20 reps for set three and then you might do tilt failure for set four right because then what you're doing is you're not increasing the the, the weight um, during these repetitions, but you are increasing the amount of times that you're throwing that weight up, right? It's, it's almost um, similar to like body weight exercises, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, example, yeah, people who are incarcerated, right? You know, you would, if you're in jail, you don't, you know, you sometimes don't push-ups, you're doing you pushups, do yeah. right? But people, you know, and one. exactly. But if you do enough pushups, I mean, you, you will, you'll, you'll be back. fine. You know what I mean? So same, same principle applied to, to, uh, to, a progressive overload for um for yeah. repetition. I was gonna right? say until failure means until you can't do it anymore, but only with the spotter. Yeah, do not do it until failure without a spotter. Yes, <laughs> or or literally <laughs> your version weighted of, extra, weighted exercise. Oh, you can do you can do push ups obviously by yourself. Right, weighted so, exercises exactly. If if you're gonna do that until failure, you you almost have to. Ca- <laughs> it's almost like you gotta catch yourself like one rep shot. Yeah, you, but again, <laughs> I would only encourage that for people who know what that is. Right, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. If I know my until failure at one thirty five is like you know twenty five twenty six reps, I'm probably gonna stop at like 24, 24 just to yeah. make sure that i don't drop the you know drop it on myself on the 25th because 135 does hurt as well okay don't do it <laughs> don't speaking from experience don't do that yeah physics, right? physics. Like, i yeah. mean because how heavy and how strong you are like if you drop 135 pounds in your chest it's gonna hurt right you know what i mean like it, that's, that's not it there's no exercise to prevent that <laughs> you know but that's um so okay so like Corey said that's progressive overload by reps progressive overload by weight what we got left Corey? volume okay so progressive overload by volume. Uh, so we talked about repetitions. We talked about weight by volume is basically the other side. So instead of repetitions, it's by set. Mm. So that's that's what volume means, right? You're, so you're now increasing, uh, again, so using that same example, the bench press, the 135, right? You're now just increasing the amount of sets that you do instead of necessary. So it's almost like the other side of repetitions right so at the end of the day how many reps are you doing 100 and then yeah. it's like how do you break those up exactly yeah. so if you wanted to do <laughs> you wanted to do like i said the before what 10 15 20 and then failure that's one way right uh, you know you do the math and whatever that number gets you okay if you just want to break that down into a finite amount of sets right like let's say all those together gives me 60 reps at 135 right okay if i just want to do six sets of 10 you know what i mean at that or you know what i mean i'll still get the same desired result but technically by definition they are two different right, things yeah. right because you know there's different rest times you know so if i do six sets of 10 right mm-hmm. then and technically when you're doing strength training it's encouraged to rest two to four minutes in between uh in between sets um you would technically have more recovery if you broke it apart into six sets of 10 versus a 10 15 20 and then until failure you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so you just got to keep that in mind in terms of but both of them still pretty much work out muscular endurance. Uh, volume, I think, has a little bit more of an edge because you can actually combine volume with weight. And that, so remember, I was telling you in some cases, well, for that specific case, uh, two variables was bad. Mm-hmm. For volume, it, it, it works the opposite. Right? Okay. So you can go up in weight and go up in sets, you know what I mean, at the same time. And that'll kind of, it's almost like compound interest on your muscular growth. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So because I'm going up in, so if I'm doing my 135 and, you know, keeping it at 10, so everything's going to stay at 10, right? My 135 at 10, my 155 at 10, you know what I'm saying? So I'm still keeping this, the repetition, repetition's the same, but I've now added a fifth set or a sixth set. And, you know, I'm still adding that, what, 10 to 20 pounds every time I, you know, every mm-hmm. time I add a set, then by definition, you're going to get, um, 
more gains in your muscular strength because you're now changing not only the the volume but the wet the weight during the volume right so that's the way to really implement your your volume volume is one of the ones that i i usually tend to go by volume i mean i actually use all of these to be honest with you uh the most common one for me is probably volume uh throughout the week uh so shout out to the fit fam when we <laughs> so now that you know what progressive overload is you kind of see it as yeah, we yeah, and our finally fit workouts right so um, we actually start off when we're doing like our hit style workouts. We usually start on the on the lower end, right? We have like a, get our baseline for the month, right? Yeah. And then the, the we next, progressively overload. There you go. As the weeks progress, right? Uh, slight, you know, slight changes begin to occur. We add. Uh, I think we usually start off somewhere. Be- I mean, depending on the month <laughs> and where we ended last month, right? If it's a holiday heavy month, sometimes you got to ease back into it, right? That's the <laughs> other thing about progressive overload. You have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. chime in into those keywords consistency discipline you know all the, the if this is your first time listening this might be your first time hearing those um but those are key po- uh, points for your fitness journey right got to be consistent got to make sure you're still coming back and progressive overload those progressive overload principle doesn't work unless you're consistent right because if you're you know what i mean if you're going for gains and but you're only you know what i mean you're only working out on an, on an inconsistent schedule, you work out twice this week, don't work out at all next week, three times a week after that, it's going to be significantly harder for you to provide to for you to um, engage in progressive overload. Because if you take that week off in between and you come back and now you're trying to add weight to what you were doing two weeks ago, it only takes tw- uh, what 48 hours. There you go. It only takes 48 hours for your body to start basically reversing its effect um, from, from what you uh, gained in your fitness journey. Right. There's this um, article that I read that I'm trying to remember the site, but this article that I read that basically says the time that you spend off, like, so let's say you were working out for a month and you take a month off. It's that times two to actually get back to where you were. Right? Oh, now we're getting like compounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you lose 10%, you don't, you don't need, you need more than 10%. And then it actually gets even more, like the more you lose, the even more you need to get back. Exactly. <laughs> so a, same, same, same from yeah. a fitness standpoint, yeah. right? You, you know, you, you, you make a month's worth of progress, but then you take a month off. You actually got to do now two months worth of work to get mm-hmm. back to where you, you know, where you left off at and then proceed to grading yeah. from there. You yeah. Know if, you, if your investments go down 50%, I think you need a hundred percent to get back. Exactly. <laughs> so you, know, you know how much a hundred percent is y'all? A hundred <laughs> A hundred, so, you know, a hundred percent ROI to, to get, you know, I mean, ooh, ooh, that's, that you don't, you don't, move, you don't move that way in a, you know, over time you do, but you know, right. if you lose fifty percent in a year, you need a hundred percent the next year. Get a, and if you <laughs> and get a hundred percent play in a year, let me know, right. <laughs> please. Like that's when you just be out here, like, bruh. What the bruh? Nah, you gotta work too. But um, but yeah, man, if you if you. Saying all that to say, if you had to pick a principle to abide by in terms of fitness, consistency is probably consistency and discipline. I use those interchangeably because uh, discipline is, or I'm sorry, consistency is a part of discipline, right? Um, But consistency is probably one of the most important things that you can keep a part of your fitness journey, right? Because sometimes it's not about knocking the ball out of the park every workout, right? It's just coming back. And doing a little bit more every day to make sure you're making some type of progress. You just heard what I said. You take that month off, takes you two months to get back to where you were. You know what I mean? So just by putting in that work and getting a little bit better at something every day is is what's going to really help you achieve your goals. Get 1% better every day. Literally. That's it. 
That's it. Hundred days, you got hundred percent. Look, you 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 two times better than you. I mean, by the principle, right? But yeah, by the that's math. not usually how. That's, yeah. not, that's look. You you wish. Yeah. You know, if that was a thing, that'd be amazing. Yeah. If you could be, if you could be <laughs> twice as good as something and not in three in three months. Listen, come on now, what? So, yeah, yeah, man. Especially with, when it comes to, I mean, we talk about we're talking about strength training primarily right now, but I mean, this we're talking about fitness in general, right? So the same thing's probably the cardio. If you have not listen. If you have not oh, run cardio, yeah. <laughs> listen, it, I feel like cardio is one of those things. Like I know we said forty eight hours. Cardio is one of those things. Like I try to do it daily, right? Because if you don't run, yeah, if you miss a day, you can feel it sometimes. I mean, literally, on how your body, you know, your body is feeling. But yeah, yeah, man, you can feel it. Like it, you know what I mean? In your chest, and that's the worst part. <laughs> try yeah. run, try running the same time you ran, and you ain't ran for a week, man. It, it, it's gonna hit you. You know what I mean? You you might get close. You might make it. You know, because I mean, depending on what you did on that week off, if you were completely fresh because you haven't worked out at all. You know what I mean? You're, you're, that's the other thing. I know I just keep drawing like one more thing, but like, <laughs> but your body, the only time your body is 100% is right before you start your fitness journey. After that, you you always in the 90s or lower. You know what I mean? Your body is never 100% after the first day of your fitness journey. So just be aware of that. Soreness, achiness, all that is going to happen, right? It's a part of your muscle growth. You're literally tearing the proteins of your muscles so you can replace them and allow them to grow, right? So saying that to say, I mean, by, you know, Literally from the science of it, right? You are not 100% after you work out. That's it. It's the first day. That's it. So saying all that to say, you need to con- continuously come back, put in the work, and make sure that you're continuing to grow. Make that soreness worth it, right? I, I I would hate for you to put in the work and then stop putting in the work. And then you got to go through all that pain and soreness all over again. Just think of it, right? Yeah. You Think of your first week in the gym, right? And how that felt. If you you know if you started already, do you really want to go through that again? I don't know about y'all, but I no, I'm good. Mm-mm. Like that's, I remember my first time being sore. I thought I was paralyzed. It's real talk. I, I, woke, I woke up. It was you know the second day is the worst. So worked out on a Thursday, and I woke up Saturday. You did legs, and, didn't you? No, we did. I did, it was football workouts. Oh, it was, okay, it was okay. my first time working out. So we we doing hand clean fronts. So we doing. I'm just. Yeah, I'm full, just. In, full I'm, body. In, I'm in there, and the JV and varsity working out together. And when I woke up that Saturday, I thought I was paralyzed. I couldn't move my back. <laughs> I, I thought I was paralyzed. I was like, what is this? Oh my oh, god! Man. I didn't do it. I didn't do it no more that year. Yeah, man. I was so stupid. Those compound exercises are, are different because they yeah. hit you hit multiple muscle groups at one time. Yeah, too. No, you're real, 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 you know, you're real live working. Out. Yeah, yeah, it's not, you know. Yeah, man. Um, okay, so yeah, we're gonna so get into volume. these. So last two, yeah, last two. So overload by frequency, right? What do you think that means, Corey? Just, I mean, based off of the difference. Mm. What you working out more? So instead of working out once a day, you work out twice a day. There you go. That's that's. I mean, so that's the simple way to cover it, right? Frequency, right? You just you're going to the gym more often, literally, or you're going to you're you're going to participate in workouts more often, right? So if you're you're currently working out three times a week, uh, progressive overload by frequency would just be okay. Now four times a week, and then maybe after you know a week or two, and your body gets used to that, okay, five times a week. And this is another one of those ones that work specifically. I mean, it could be strength. Because you are technically, you know, doing it more often. So your muscles, you know, are now becoming stronger because it's participating in this uh, exercise of tearing your muscles and recovering, you know, more frequently. However, this one is probably more targeted towards muscular endurance versus okay. muscular strength because, you you know, again, the, the cardio factor comes in. Right. If I'm I'm doing this and I'm, I'm pressing my my respiratory system more often while, I'm, you know, what I mean, than I was before, then muscular endurance. I'm running my body through these motions more frequently therefore gaining more stamina endurance right so that's overload by frequency uh, that's also a good one to go by if you if you start your journey and you're not starting a pro so again it, you're a lot of you guys are probably participating in programs or have trainers that are telling you how frequent you're going to be so you don't you know they probably have eliminated some forms of progressive overload for you based off of what the instruction set is however if you are starting at a frequency and it's only at three times a week you do have room to grow right um 
the recommended amount of exercise is what, Corey? Um, a recommended amount of exercise. How often you should exercise? Well, just in general. Oh, okay, yeah, always, five, yeah, five days, 30 minutes. There you go, yeah. right? So if, you're, if your frequency currently does not, you know, is not equal to five, right? You have room to grow. Mm. I mean, some people go beyond five. And again, that's for, I more so recommend that for my intermediate and advanced fitness people. If you're okay with that and you still have the, um, still give your body ample time to recover, that's fine, right? But five, five days a week, 30 minutes each day is the recommendation, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're at three, you can go to four. If you're at four, you can go to five. If you're at five, you can always, I would recommend a different form of progressive overload, right? But you can technically go to six. There is There are people who go to gym six out of seven days a week. There are some people who go to gym every day. I mean, just depends on what level of fitness you're trying to be on, right? Um, okay. And then last but not least is time under tension. And we talked, I think we've talked about this before, but do you, do you know what time under tension is, Corey? That is essentially not expediting the technique and making sure you're essentially going through the stages of the form properly. Look at that. Where is the... Hold on. Look. Hey, man. Hey, you know what I'm not? Stupid. Don't try to play with me. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, you out here with... The, with, with the fitness expertise, <laughs> man, you look—you sound certified over there, bro. Stamp, bro. That, that man, see the that great man's, That boy's good. Look the at great that. thing about correct information is once you commit it to memory, you just have to be able to recall it. There you go. That's called—that's one set of being smart. Smart is the ability to recall and apply. Most people think smart is just being able to recall information. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, he out here putting in that. Putting yeah, the in question work, is, do you actually do these reps? Look I do the rest. Yeah, I mean, you know, you he know does. all this stuff, but do you do you work out? Because if you know it all, you you know you are obese, right. as Jordan would say, not fat. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Look, yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> hey man, if you are obese, and it's like, who cares? You know all this stuff. But, it's just like you know the financial stuff, and you still broke. Right. It's not my turn yet, though. No, it's all good. Look, you're on fire. I'm gonna let you look. I'm gonna let you speak. Am I five look, for five? Look, look, look. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I so, told you I just finished watching the last dance. Look, like, Jordan, I got the red hoodie on. Look, hey, bulls out out here. Game six. And <laughs> you know, flu game. Love flu game. That wasn't game six though. Different games, but yeah, you know, different you know, games. You know, we do, you know. I just watched it, so it's definitely in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. actually food poisoning. Was it? That's what he said. Oh. Straight up from his mouth. He wanted to get, they was in Utah. Right. He needed to eat something. Everything was closed. And then he got some, they ordered some pizza. And they said like five people showed up. And he ate the pizza. And then he was done from then. Yeah. Yeah. Some people were saying he was hungover. I don't I suppose know. That one sounds bored. Well, I don't know. Nah, I he, mean, he, he said it was, they said it was food poisoning. Food, food poisoning probably sounds better from a documentary standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> from from the horse's mouth. Right. Okay. Anyways, though. But, all right. Last one. Time under tension. Yeah. So, no, no. I mean, so just to follow up with Corey said, he, I like, I liked his definition. He was, he was absolutely right. Um, it's basically putting that body under tension for a, a, a specified amount of time versus just getting your reps in at your own pace, right? So what does that look like? So same example that we've been using, 135 on the bench, you got to knock out 10 reps, but you might go down, go down, when I say go down, you're going to take the weight down to your chest on a... I don't say <laughs> Why you being weird to me? <laughs> You're going to take the weight down to your chest on or the eccentric motion. You're going to execute that on a timed count. And then the eccentric motion, the push, right? You're going to execute that on the, um, did I say it? I don't know what the E-words you use. But Let me put it this way. <laughs> the, 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 the pool or the, not, not even the pool because you're not pulling it, but the controlled uh, descent 
is going to be on a maybe a two count, right? Then you might have an isometric pause at the bottom, right? So another two second pause with it on your chest, and then you're going to do the escalation or the you know returning it to your starting position for another two seconds, right? So each rep might take you five seconds versus what you were doing before. You you know a lot of people. When Crank they them out, out. Yeah, they just out here, you know, bouncing stuff off their chest. And I mean, again, to each his own, right? I'm, I mean, everybody has their own way of getting the weight up. I more so like time under tension. That's that's my preference because you get, um, you work the muscle out in not just in in a singular, in a single way, right? Um, you have to be able to control the weight on its way down as well as the way up to to maximize the mus- muscular growth, right? Uh, a lot of people don't realize that you have. Okay, so we again we start talking about prime movers and synergists and antagonist muscles, right? So your prime movers are the muscles that are executing when you're doing the big push, right? Which is the part that everybody likes, right? Everybody likes doing the the push on your way up. That's why people allow a lot not people, but some people allow the <laughs> the weights to drop to their chest and bounce, and then they catch it and then push up, right? Everybody's <laughs> excited to exercise the prime mover. That's the chest. That's the you know what I mean the biceps, the shoulders. That's all that's involved in the bench press. That's the part that everybody's excited about. A lot of people ignore the synergists and the antagonist muscles so synergists we say that all the time those are your balance muscles right that gets executed under those get worked under time under tension right not only do you want to be able to move the weight effectively i want to be able to control the weight coming down to my chest and then on the way up right it doesn't i want to say it doesn't do you any good to be able to move weight quickly if you're moving a weight under under quickly under out of control does that make sense mm. You, you know what i mean if you can move 400 pounds that's cool but if you have no control over where that 400 pounds goes that's you know what i mean that's you a little dangerous, right? Like, you know, <laughs> you got four plates on there, but you're just slinging it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I want to be your spotter. You feel me? Right. But, <laughs> Man, I'm about to hurt me. Exactly. But if you got 400 down and you can, you know, do, execute a pause rep, that's I, me personally. And this is just from what I've seen uh, for people who are in the gym. People who execute pause reps or time under tension style reps are usually stronger. stronger. I'm about to say, yeah. say it, say it, say yeah. it, say Let's it, say just call it, it what it say is. It, are usually stronger than those <laughs> people. Duck, ducking it the whole time. Hey, time under tension makes you stronger. Yes. You didn't say, I was, I was going to say, I was like, let it go. You yeah. get stronger that way because yeah. you're holding the weight longer. Exactly. And you're, you're working out the complete muscle, <laughs> muscle all of your yeah. muscle group versus just the, the prime mover, right? Why, when there's three sets of muscles and you're only working one out of three, that's 33% uh, yeah. growth. There's, you a, know what there's saying? A, t- a time aspect of, yes. uh, of it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, bottom line up front, time under tension is the way to go, right? And then again, this is another one of those ones where you can combine those forms of progressive overload, time under tension plus weights plus, or time under tension plus overload by uh, reps plus overload by weights. So, so this is one of those ones you can get real crazy with it. You know what I mean? But it's over 9,000. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, the more forms of progressive overload you can execute at one time, again, the bigger the muscular growth. Just be careful and be knowledgeable of what you're doing. Don't just start. You know, don't get in there and Professor X that joint and end up making the Powerpuff Girls. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> pause. Anyways, you said what did you say? Look, you said Professor don't get in there, Professor X, and then you end up being the Powerpuff Girls, making the Powerpuff Girls. That was oh, like end up making the, the, the whole point in the. His in name the, wasn't Professor X. What? It was not Professor was. X is X Men. Who? Who's? The, so what? What's? What's the name of the guy that made the Powerpuff Girls? For those who can't see, his core is going to the internet. I'm pretty sure it's Chemical X is what they use. Was his name not Professor X? Yeah, Uton- I saw his name was no professor. Professor I- Utonium. Who's going to remember that? Now he's Come trying. To, now that he's wrong, he's trying to act like they made a bad pick. Look, 
Chemical X was the compound that that created the Powerpuff Girls. Don't act like I didn't just pull an X out of nowhere. Like I did. Like, I said that's X Men. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, I said Professor X. Not what I'm saying is Chemical X. Oh, is I see what, what you're saying. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, but okay. Back to you being so I, wrong. I, I, I'm wrong. <laughs> The professor's name is not Professor X, but Chemical X is what made the power book yes. grow. I'm, listen, I'm I'm like 45% right, okay? All right? You're not going to let me have that anyway. I don't know what that Look means. <laughs> I was going to try to equate it. I mean, talking about Look, C's get degrees. I mean, you, you, you failed by 15. You you underfailed 15. You know. What okay. I, said, I said 45 because I'm more wrong than right, but I still said X, and there is a thing in there for the power puff girls that uses No, you got X. lucky. <laughs> <laughs> all oh right my goodness let's wrap it up I know we... all right so we're gonna get ready to transition five types so progressive overload is a process of gradually putting muscles under more stress to increase muscular strength and endurance five types are overload by reps overload by weight overload by volume overload by frequency and time under tension use those as you will to be great in the gym be safe it's over jordan's went off let's get it I might be one of your first thirty burgers. Listen, we want to. We just want to make sure people getting big and strong out this joint. You feel me? Like y'all can't say y'all didn't know. Now look, we we giving you look twenty twenty two. We are giving you the stuff. We, we are set. We are doing our best here. to step it up. Yeah, okay. yeah. New year, new us. Whatever, y'all. Y'all be tripping. Anyways, <laughs> all right, you all good? Yes, sir. Let's walk in. On to the finance section. Let's go. First finance question. You ready? Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Let's get. To, I gotta put that on the soundboard. Can I do that? Because I say that all the you time. You live here and you can do what you want to do when it comes to the nah, recording. Nah, I meant from a uh, intellectual property standpoint. That's a what, song. Say, let's get it. Nah, the Kendrick Lamar joint from Baby King. Let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get this. Have you heard that song? No? I mean, okay. yes, I have. I don't remember that particular soundbite. Okay, but like this. Anyway, all this stuff we took from other places. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. We're just gonna figure out if you know. I'll let I'll let you know when I YouTube post the video. Yeah, yeah, not, whatever. I'll let you know. Um, okay. First finance question: How to set financial goals? No, no, the one below for it for the new year. Up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you. It's, 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 it's both. It's both of them. Okay. Yeah, but to read the one below it first. Okay. So, first finance question. Scratch that. <laughs> how to budget accurately for Christmas presents? Shout out to this is a listener question, by the way. Exactly. Shout out to you know that boy Saxo Rose. Um, Thanks, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate you, Tony. All right. So, how do you budget act for Christmas presents? And then the next question underneath that is the one above it. Though. Okay. Yeah. So this is so it's like a two parter. Yeah. Right? And also. Yeah. How, and also, how does how to set financial goals for the new year? Yeah, right. Yeah. Boom. So we're budgeting for Christmas presents, and we're also setting financial goals for the new year. Well, right. budgeting for Christmas presents would be what <clears throat> so a financial mean, goal for the new year. I mean, yeah. Now the issue is we um half y'all can't afford some stuff. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey, it's your time. My bad. I'll be quiet. Now the issue is that obviously we had to uh, we didn't record anything in December, so a lot of our end of year you know type questions. Jordan Jordan did his New Year stuff last year, so you know the timeliness of it. So that's why I, I added in the financial goals for the new year because you can't budget for Christmas now because it's so it's so. <laughs> I mean you can, you, you can, can yeah. I'm talking about for the last. You no, know, yeah, we, we would have dropped it before. Also, you shouldn't budget two weeks before Christmas, which is when that probably would have dropped. So that would have been bad timing, too, (laughs) which is why I'm doing it this way. Okay, so how do you budget for Christmas slash in general? How do you set financial New Year's goals? Well, first thing you do is the budget. Please listen to episode 32 when I talk about how do you go on vacation and get out of debt at the same time. I'm not going to run down the whole budget stuff, but (laughs) listen to one of these budgeting episodes. But you reset your budget. 
And then you would figure out how much you want to spend on Christmas. So let's say you want to spend um, $600 on Christmas, which most of y'all should probably shouldn't be spending. But let's just say that for easy math, right? So you got 12 months, okay? And that's $50 a month that you would save. That's essentially the sinking fund aspect of things. You put away $50 a month to an account, and then you look up in December, and you'll have $500. Wait, what did I say? Yeah, $500. Wait, no, $600. Yeah, I'm getting my 50s okay, and 5 and 6 me check. What'd you say? Nah, 12 How much a month? 50, 12 times five is 60. I'm okay. Okay. All right. I'm getting my 506. Five, five, six, six. What? You know, but, I but, can't do math, but I was going to check. All right. Look, 12 times five is 60. Do the damn butter, y'all. It's like now. But you would put a certain amount of money uh, away a month and you attack um, that goal from, from that aspect. Part of the issue is people let things like Christmas, anniversaries, birth, you know, anniversary means a recurring date. So you let anniversary type things just sneak up on you. Christmas is the same time every year, okay? Anniversaries don't sneak up on you. Y'all need to take some account anyways. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all anniversary the same day every year. So it's Christmas. <laughs> that's that's an, anniversary. an anniversary is something that repeats. So yeah, Christmas yeah. is an anniversary. Holidays are anniversaries. <laughs> but for those of you who act like Christmas shows up, you know, at a different time every year, like it's not the, you know, the 25th of December every year, that's on you. Part of the issue might be you're spending too much money or that you you be getting FOMO and peer pressure. Like I got this damn hoodie on. You be getting peer pressure. <laughs> you be getting peer pressure into buying gifts for people. Not not even in general. Let's assume you're buying gifts for people who actually help you with your life. Don't get me started on you buying gifts for people who shouldn't be in your life anymore. That's a completely different issue. That's how I feel when you talk about who you be buying Christmas gifts for. I'm like, for what? Listen, I'd be like, no, please don't do that anymore. So that's what you do. You would figure out smart, specific measurements. I'm gonna let Corey finish because y'all don't even want to know what my ruling on Christmas is. We go ask ahead. me how many ask me how many presents I exchanged this year. Probably none. Like, I mean, with your wife, I assume with your that's not an exchange. So what between my you and your wife? So, I mean, I would count. I mean, I was I wouldn't call that an exchange. I mean, let me be say. very clear. We didn't exchange gifts okay. anyway, so it doesn't matter. Y'all didn't but, get you didn't get any gifts at all this nah, year for people man. this Christmas? No, because I mean, so okay, I, two seconds. So. <laughs> Hey, I believe in getting what you want throughout the year. Right? You don't gotta wait. That to... makes too much sense. Look, look. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you know, I mean, cr- Christmas is. A, I mean, the commercial side of Christmas. All right, like let's be very clear. I mean, we, you know, there's there's two different parts of Christmas, right? There's the part that you know the religious back, the religious side, and there's the commercial side. The commercial side of Christmas has y'all convinced that y'all gotta buy all this crap, you know, right before the 25th of December. When in reality, if you were budgeting like Corey's, you know, has been suggesting, and you, you know paid off your debt and you've, you've done what you need to do and you have this discretionary income you can get what you want all year round year. okay yes yes you, yes you this really is what i recommend to w- yeah, exactly i don't shop i make purchases no, that's, exactly. how, that's how i do i don't i don't i do not believe in waiting to get something if it just so happens i have the money then right but it's like if i got the money now why would i wait for the, it like, there's this thing called time <laughs> <laughs> there's this thing hey fatality yeah, this thing called Tyler, just, just get it right. Assuming you have the money, right? And just get it right then and there. Exactly. And then if you don't have the money, then you figure out how long it takes to save up for it. And then you get it when it's that time. But, I had to, put, I had to yeah. put that information out there because I didn't want y'all to think I was a bad husband. Like, oh, he didn't get his wife nothing for Christmas. Uh-uh. Her birthday's he in October. Look, he ain't nothing. I get my wife what she wants all year round, so I don't got to get her what she wants Uh-oh. for Christmas. She, you know, if she wants something for Christmas, I, court, clearly I can get it, but I'm just saying. She get what she wants any, at any time. We just plan for it. It's over Uh oh, y'all. Why you being weird 
He said he got the money where he ain't got to wait. That's Let's not talk about say. that. Hey, I mean, y'all, y'all anniversary in August, her birthday in October. That's right. that's back to back. Anyway, what you want? Damn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Like God damn. But no, yeah, that, that's what. That's how I, I do the same thing. If I have the money, then I just get it right then and there. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the point of waiting. Now, obviously, if I'm going to get you something on the. 10th of December, I might wait until Christmas. <laughs> as, <laughs> I you know what I mean? I mean, you know, as, as you know, it depends on when it is. I mean, you know, Valentine's Day is in a month and a half, but you know, if it's coming up on it, depending on when like the actual dates are of things, then right. you might, you know, just push it back so so I can do my two for one. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and there is such thing as strategic purchases, okay, yeah. aka like Black Friday, right? You know, if, things, yeah. if the price goes down at a specific time of period, you know, specific time period, then I'll purchase it during that time, right? But you know, other than that, like, nah, we get what you want. Yeah, but to make it so we're not uh, brokies in the front shaming, for those of you who are not in the financial position to do that, yes, you should budget and plan accordingly. So in general, to go over the how do you plan overall for financial goals throughout the year? Well, what type of goals can we have, right? From Jordan's perspective, like fitness, you got a strength goal, right? Or you got a cardio goal. You're either going to be running or you're going to be lifting some type of weights. So there's two, two, only two ways you can exercise. Well, for finances, you're either going to have a debt goal going to have an investment goal or you're going to have a savings goal let's exclude income goal that's i assume that that's i assume the increase the income is at everybody's on everybody's list every year you're gonna have some type of debt management goal whether you want to improve your credit score or do some type of reconsolidation or pay off debt as i say define how you want to handle debt and handle it that way gonna have some type of savings goal right emergency fund the great thing about this one and the debt goal is once you get them done they're done for good but that makes too much sense i know i know and then the third one is an investment goal also a spending goal too vacation stuff like that and you figure out how much money you got like i said you do your budget right your income you subtract all of your bills and everything else and you have that's your outgoing you got a certain amount of money left over so if you only have a thousand dollars a month so i don't get trick up my 550 here if you only have a thousand dollars a month left over you got ten thousand dollars worth of goals you can hit this year it's, 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 it's very it's very it's very the math is math look at it it's, it's very simple and then so you know i what i try to do is put people in a position where i call it buying back time where let's say you got a goal that you can do in six months right but you know get a windfall so uh that's when money pops up in your budget not quote-unquote income but a bonus you get a gift etc etc that you weren't expecting from an income standpoint and you can use that to accelerate your goals or as i say aka buy back time because now if we're going to do something that's going to take let's say six months right and we're able to get it done in four that uh, that May and June budget that we have, let's say it was a hundred dollars, you get that money back into your budget, and then so you can reallocate that somewhere. That goes back to about going on vacation and stuff like that. You start paying things off in time, and or just hitting goals earlier. Those two months that you planned on budgeting a hundred dollars to hit, let's say you're trying to, I don't know, save it for a birthday party or some crap like that. Now that that each of those months, May and June, that hundred dollars, you can choose to do whatever you want with it. And that's quote unquote, buying back the time. Now that time period, where you are going to sacrifice, put that money towards it because time equals money, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the, the time back with the money and you can do quote unquote, whatever you want. It's literally that simple. It's one reason I let Jordan go. This one was a very, it's over 9,000. This, this, this one is very simple. There are not many things you can do with your money. However, y'all find ways to do it. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> you got a handful of outlets out here making new categories. What are we doing out here? All right. That's my first time saying that. Like when I, there are not a lot of things to do with your money, but yet y'all be out here finding ways just, I just be like, just stay your ass in the house. 
I just oh, be like, no. what, are, what are y'all doing? That goes back when I was talking about the discretionary income. And I said, y'all be out here trying to figure out how to like really like flex like $200. I'm like, just don't spend it and save it and like, or pay off the debt. Like, I don't, and this, you know, I got to get back to me, us shaming the brokies, but it's like, why y'all trying to stunt with $200 in your late 20s and 30s? It's different if you, you know, 18, 19, but <laughs> they out here paying for Christmas on, on, on debt. On debt with the credit. They out here like this in January. Yeah, because some taxes about to be due. It's tax time. But yeah, I mean, at, you know, it gets to obviously everybody's income is different. But at the end of the day, income is different. But what it costs to buy things is not different. We all pay the same. <laughs> oh, gosh. What are y'all doing? iPhone 13 doing? costs the same for all of us. It's not, it's not like it's different because we got different income. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm tripping. I'm I, this. I'm this is all. I'm freestyling all this stuff right now. <laughs> yes, everyone's income is different, but like the tank of gas is the same. It's not like you pull up like somebody might have an Audi and you got a Toyota, but like the tank of gas is still the same. Right. <laughs> I mean, the gallons is different, obviously, but you yeah. know the price. The prices. The prices of things aren't different uh, for certain people. So, um, yeah, it's very simple. Realize there's only a certain amount of things you can do with your money. You're either going to invest it. You're going to put it towards your savings goal. Or you're gonna um, put it towards some type of debt management, or use it for you know entertainment, vacation, going out to eat, et cetera, et cetera, for your lifestyle category. That's it. You rank things how you want to rank them. Okay. Let me just tell y'all what you should do for your goals: necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. If your needs are not where they want to be, if you're one of these, talk I'm, I'm, talk I'm, trying, I'm trying to get talk it done to in two look, minutes. Look, talk to. If you're one of these people, grocery bill, and you don't have your refrigerator up to stock, if you're one of these people, y'all really be tripping about the AC, you know, electricity bill, heat, et cetera, et cetera, the gas, whatever, all that type of stuff. Why the hell are y'all still going out? <laughs> See, and this is the problem. Oh, go ahead. Logically does not make sense. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. And here's the problem. Then y'all try to be talking to me in person or you be leaving feedback, which we appreciate. But like y'all be acting like the heat not about the, I mean... I, I just I just be confused because, you know, people be, you know, I mean, I, I guess you can call them Freudian slips, but like y'all be talking about how y'all be struggling financially. I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about this is like this might have been the first second podcast episode, but it's like as your financial literacy increases, you can you since you understand how money works better, you can you can see it now. Like you don't got to talk to people. Right. Uh, and it's something now thanks to the Internet. Y'all like when I think I said the example where people be trying to hide how much they pay for their car. Like I can't look it up. It's probably the website ain't your the the car, the VIN yeah. number is still on the site. Yeah. Like they probably ain't take it down yet. So sometimes people will be trying to act like you know just do where we're at in our society where you can't get a lot of information. I know how much your house is worth relatively. I mean it's on like Zillow. Zillow was a thing. Like, like, <laughs> also too, it's public information how much you pay for it. Never mind. <laughs> It's sort of like, I mean, you know, you put business out there, but, you know, if you go to jail, that's public information. Like, you, yeah. you, you, you know, don't like be like, you know, you, you know, you've been to jail, but I, you ain't got to tell me it's, right. it's public information. So there's some things where it's like, you know, if you're struggling with your needs, it's hard for me to understand why you guys are doing the lifestyle. I understand the investing. I understand that because that's you making your money. But from a lifestyle standpoint, it's like, nah, you probably can't do that. Also, too, that's why you need to come sit down and do a budget meeting. You can probably do the lifestyle, not as much as you want to. No, they can't, because they want to go. You know, they want to go to Ruth Chris instead of Applebee's. Like that's. Oh, that's, that's what I was about to say. Yes, and not, that's that's not as not the <laughs> dollar amount, right? Yeah, but not. But uh, I can like this two for twenty eight fire. Okay, stop playing with me. Anyways, I'm I'm done. Now you get. I'm thinking. I 
I think all of my clients, well, y'all, y'all decided to stop investing. I didn't tell you to. We right. all decided to stop doing the investment. I think all of my clients still do the investing and getting out of bed at the same time and the lifestyle. Well, let's put it this way. I, I never actually. You know, yours never turned on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that that's how that works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, most of you probably can, like from a hit goals timeline, still live your life, et cetera. So you probably can do it. It's just the, like Jordan said, you want to go to Ruth Chris instead of Applebee's. You probably also, listen, I meant to say it's about the debt stuff. I mean, with the vacation, y'all want to do like too many little things. And don't realize it, how much it adds up. That's usually in the form of eating out. But it's like you can go on vacation and get out of debt at the same time. This is when you remember stuff after you say it. This, right. this, this is episode 32 information. <laughs> you can go out and get out of debt and go on vacation at the same time. The issue is like you also want to go out to eat like twice a week. Right. Like the three months leading up before. Like you can't that, you can't do that. Now you're bleeding money. Like so that you know that and that's it wasn't about the debt and vacation. It's those little twenty, thirty dollars here and there every two or three days that end up adding up on top of getting out of debt and going on vacation. That's where you end up getting screwed at. Right. So that's why I'm talking about grinding, locking in, like don't spend no money this month. Like just I mean, what why you just want to spend money to spend money. That's how you that's how you stay broke. And, and this is how we get this is when we get to that section where health and finances are intercoupled. Guess what? You need to be healthy anyway. So stop taking your ass out to eat altogether because ain't nothing healthy that I mean, I won't say there's nothing healthy, but very let's be honest, y'all skip over the healthy section on all the menus and all the restaurants I'll be going to, okay? So from a caloric intake standpoint, you need to go to the grocery store, which is financially efficient, right? Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Get the stuff that you need. You know what I mean? Because gro- yeah. gro- groceries are, correct me if I'm wrong, groceries are at the top of the budget list. Right? This is the very you, first thing you pay for. There you go, right? So, you know. <laughs> I recommend. Being fiscally responsible, you get your groceries, you go home, you cook, yeah. right? Not only are you being fiscally responsible, but you're probably, if you've gotten the right things at the store, you're now taking, lowering your caloric intake, therefore creating caloric deficit, because half y'all need to lose weight, man. Not half. half 75%. <laughs> We're done. We're not good. Like, all right. I just wanted to show y'all how things work, right? When you decide to better yourself, whether it's fiscally or, you know what I mean, fitness-wise, right, from a health standpoint, they're usually so tightly coupled where if you're paying attention and you're retaining the knowledge that we out here putting out for y'all, you do both at the same time, right? Right. they like this. They they handshake. I'm just mad I mean? the way they, you said it. I was like, because yeah, that's you know, like it's you know, half, you know, half of y'all. Need. It right. was like, nah, it's actually yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then it clicked on. It's like, nope, we know that it's number. One hundred and fifty percent more than that. Yeah, it was like, oh damn. But now, nah, yeah, to wrap up because we did go over the last uh, few episodes. So I was going to say you know, back to the um, grocery bill and stuff like that. The usually um, remark is, you know, it's more expensive to eat healthier. Who cares? The issue is you're eating, going out to eat. Yeah. Take your <laughs> Stop playing with me, y'all. <laughs> Stupid. That's bullshit. It's BS. It is not more expensive to eat healthier. Stop going out to eat and put your eating out money in a grocery bill. Why is this hard? I don't be upset. I'm not upset. But then y'all say Stupid. things out loud. And it's like energy cannot be destroyed, only transferred. Yeah. You're, you're, I'm, I'm not giving you stupid energy, but that energy is potent. It's over <laughs> And it's like, that's why I always make, I'd be like, what did you say? Like, <laughs> what? You're talking about how expensive it is to eat healthy, yet you go out to eat and you drink and all these other things. Like, if you just take that money and put it oh, into gosh. your grocery bill, it's like, no, it's cheaper. We ain't even get started on the alcohol, man. That's half. Look, that's y'all money at the restaurants right there because y'all getting these drinks. You don't need. 
Listen. Yeah, let me leave it at that. If you're drinking, you know, at restaurants, you don't have no money. That's on you because everybody knows it's cheaper to go, you know, to the, to the store. Right. Like so that that's like the clear markup. And then I'm gonna just help y'all anyway. You trying to create that color deficit? Alcohol should be the first thing you cut out. If you, I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all be surprised how much of y'all are drinking your calories away. And I'm not even just talking about alcohol. I'm just talking about drinks with sugar. You know what I mean? And caloric value in them. Like I mean, alcohol is at the top of the list. Don't do that, right? <laughs> but then underneath that, you got your juices. You know what I mean? Which are anywhere from you know usually from uh about 100 to 200 calories a cup but y'all having 10 cups a week like you like, yeah today's sunday but, okay and you did the unlimited mimosas and you're asking me and jordan for help you didn't messed up both ways exactly. you should have <laughs> did the damn unlimited mimosas and then you don't need to be consuming that stuff like, what are we talking about see how see how it's coupled together yeah. stop drinking the alcohol and save the 35 dollars you paid for unlimited mimosas yeah why do y'all do this to us and by us i just mean put that energy out in the world in general then like i said the last time to wrap up then we gotta go out here and pay more money in the taxes. Somebody had the example with the uh, like uh, universal healthcare or whatever, and they use a car example. And it's like, why would I have to pay more in car insurance? Or, you know, because you don't get your oil change done in time. Why does there have to be a longer way at the hospital because you don't take care of your body? Stupid. All right, that's it. Okay. End of the episode. Because guess what? We was about to go way we over time. Really we was about to go for a whole another twenty minutes. We Just still have another episode y'all. to do, All so right. we're good to go. All okay. right. So back to the fitness question about progressive overload. How is it and how can it be effectively used in workouts? Their progressive overload is a process of putting your body under stress uh, or increased stress to uh, to benefit for the benefit of muscular strength and muscular endurance. Five principle uh, principles of progressive overload include overload by reps, overload by weight, overload by volume, overload by frequency and time under tension. Use those to get in shape. Be careful work out safely and now we're back to the finance section for that wrap up and we were talking about about being able to budget for christmas and just setting financial goals overall for the year so for christmas explicitly since it is january figure out how much money you generally spend on christmas and divide that by 12 that's how much money you can save each month into an account that can generally that people call that sinking funds usually not let me not say usually i don't know but usually (laughs) You can go to your financial institution and there most of them usually have something that's called like a Christmas account or Christmas club account. And that's literally set. OK, anyway, so that is set up for that. OK, that's how big of an issue it is. Right. They set that up. Then on top of that, general financial goals for the year. There aren't that many sections that you can do from a financial standpoint. You can take care of your needs. All right. And you take care of your debt. And you take care of your investments and then you have your lifestyle goals. Damn, core, you keep saying that. Yes, because that's those the four major categories. First, you need to sustain your needs. OK, that's for everybody. Then if those are taken care of, you either say, I want to handle my debt different, pay it off, et cetera, et cetera. I want to build an emergency fund. I want to bump up my investments and or start them or, you know, lifestyle vacation, et cetera. What you can do from that standpoint and then you figure out what those goals are, how much it costs, and then you prioritize them. Accept the fact that if you only have a thousand dollars a month left over after you pay for your necessities and your debt minimum payments that you can only do twelve thousand dollars worth of financial goals that's how it works or you can go into debt which would counteract your debt goal that's where y'all get messed up too but the episode is over all right you good yes sir Y'all know what y'all need to do. Y'all need to like this video. Yes. Please hop over to YouTube. The stuff about to start ramping up. Yes. Okay. So please do that. That's one of the things this year to get the YouTube stuff ramped up. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everybody, everywhere you're hearing this that isn't YouTube, like, please like, share, subscribe, subscribe. comment, rate, <laughs> review, all of that. Okay. All right. We're taking all, we want all the smoke. 
All okay. of it on all the platforms. All right. And Jordan, if people need help with their fitness stuff, what can they do? Well, Corey, they can follow us at finallyfit06 at on Instagram, YouTube. It sounds like a commercial. On Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Facebook. All right. Or they can visit us at finallyfit.live where you can pay your $60 for your monthly subscription. That guarantees you two virtual workouts as well as weekly challenges and monthly cardio challenges, which we have started this year. So I'm going to go ahead and plug this in as well. If you would like to join us for our 100 miles in 100 days, it, well, I'm not going to tell you what today's date is because I don't know when this this episode is actually going to drop. This will be out but, the 17th, Martin Luther oh, King Day. Thank you. So, it's the 17th. That's so my job, think, by the way, y'all. Thank you. <laughs> the second That's why I don't know. <laughs> the second we hit record, Jordan's done. The, <laughs> so, at the date of this episode is January 17th, so we should be about 17 miles into the month, but that's still not too late to start. If you would like to join us, please check in with the fit fam this is for everybody okay you can walk you can run you can jog but we want you to get out here be healthy get these miles in get these miles in because the goal is to create those sustainable healthy lifestyle habits right once the hundred is over the goal should be your body getting used to that and i want you to be like huh it wasn't that bad running those two miles you know a day or a mile a day and i'm gonna get up there and do that anyway from 101st mile and my 102nd mile and so on and so forth all right right but visit us at finallyfit.live Okay, um, yep. I also put the link into the uh in either episode thirty one or thirty two. Please I try to remember to do it until it's over, but that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's about <laughs> Is this an action? April. I won't have to because so, it's copy and paste I copy and paste, so I'm good actually on that. Gotcha. But um yep, that's on the Nike Run Club app though, by the way, so you do have to download yes. an application. It's, please, please, it's please. free. It's free. Yeah. Speaking of walking, I'm about to mess up my streak, so I have to go walk today. Hey man. <laughs> like literally today's the last day. And yeah, thank but, God <laughs> thank God you brought it up because I was about to be heated. Look, heated. Let me set a reminder after this. Got to get it in yep um but yeah that's it so but if people want financial advice Corey, and they want to be able to plan for christmas efficiently and you know figure out what they want to do with their money the right stuff to do with their money what can they do Corey? Ooh, the right stuff i don't know about that shout out to our disclaimer Let's anyways <laughs> sideline underscore Corey, instagram twitter tiktok my link tree is on there the pricing is on there for my services twenty dollars a call random call for an hour or fifty dollars a month you get one one hour session a week and then i will I mean, all my services are on there. Pretty much everything you hear on here that we talk about, I will help you with if it involves money. Even doesn't involve money, relationship stuff, because, you know, the main reason people get divorced is finances. Mm-hmm. All that type of crap, because some reason y'all struggling financially because you think they need to get married or break up. Mm. That's neither here nor there. Look. Yep, but that's it. You can follow me on that type of stuff. Gotcha. So, since that's where you can follow me at, Jordan, where can they follow you personally? You can follow me personally at Stop Stalling J. That's S-T-O-P-S-T-A-L-L-I-N-G-J-A-Y on pretty much everything. But we, check us out. We already did the business page. So, for CNFE, yes. obviously, subscribe if you listen to this on YouTube. According in full effect on YouTube, for those of you not listening on there, that's everything on all the platforms as well. Our email is CordonNFE at gmail.com. So, that's two N's back to back. Mm-hmm. And that is it. I think we got it all. You good, Chief? Yep, I'm good. Let's get it. All right, so remember to save more and say less. And keep making better your best. And we will catch y'all in the next one.